Welcome to the conversation at airsafe.com. I'm your host, Todd Curtis. On Sunday, February 14th, 2016, a Virgin Atlantic A340 had an encounter with a laser shortly after takeoff from London's Heathrow Airport. The crew returned to Heathrow and landed safely. Later that day, I had a conversation with BBC's Five Live Radio, where we discussed some of the laser issues both in the United States and the United Kingdom. A Virgin plane travelling from Heathrow to New York has turned back tonight after what the airline is calling a laser beam incident. The incident occurred just after 8pm this evening. Let's talk to our correspondent, Nick Kureishi. What do we know about this, Nick? Hello, Dotton. This was Virgin Atlantic flight VS-25. It was bound, as you say, for New York for uh, JFK Airport. It took off from Heathrow uh, just over five hours ago now, it would be. Now, around six miles west of the airport, we understand, at a height of 8,000 feet, the pilot was targeted by a laser. Now, uh, the co-pilot did take control um, and uh, the, the plane went on towards Ireland uh, before air traffic control in Shannon was alerted and the plane, uh, the, uh, plane subsequently returned to Heathrow. How common is this sort of thing? This seems to be happening uh, quite a lot. Uh, in November, uh, Balpa, the pilots' union, had revealed how uh, a co-pilot was left unable to fly and partially blinded after what's uh, termed a military-strength laser was shone into his eye as he prepared to uh, land at Heathrow. And according to the uh, Civil Aviation Authority, which uh, collates all these reports, there were uh, 1,440 laser incidents uh, in the UK alone. That's in 2014. It was an increase of 3.5% on the previous year and the first escalation in the number of incidents in three years. Uh, 414 uh, have been reported in the first six months of 2015. So it is something that, that is quite common. And what about the passengers on this Virgin flight? When will they be able to continue their journeys? Well, Virgin Atlantic has issued a statement to say the safety of its crew and customers is a top priority. It apologises for any inconvenience caused. Everyone on board is being offered overnight uh, accommodation, so uh, that would suggest uh, that uh, they won't be moving till the morning. The airline uh, says it's working with the authorities to identify the source of the laser. Nick, thank you. Nick Horatio. Let's talk to Dr. Todd Curtis, who's an aviation safety expert and founder of airsafe.com. Dr. Curtis, in December, you released research into this very area of laser attacks. What did you find then? Well, thank you for having me, uh, first of all. The research that I released was based on FA statistics in the United States, which is indicative of this being a worldwide problem, not just a problem for the UK or for the US. But this technology, uh, laser technology, whether it's laser pointers or a more military or industrial strength laser, is an issue around the world. And in the five years where I looked at the FAA data, five years from 2010 to 2014, there were over 17,000 laser events that were reported. There were even more that were not reported, but these are the ones that made it to the FAA database, roughly 10 times a day on average. And unfortunately, none of them led to the kind of air turn back and possible injury of a pilot that happened today or the retina burn that was reported last month, uh, last year rather. 
but it's a very, very serious hazard. What do we actually mean by a laser attack? What is a laser attack, or as Virgin described it tonight, a laser incident? Well, an incident or an attack, whether it's accidental or not, is merely a laser being pointed at an aircraft. And around the world, that sort of thing is not allowed by any of the air traffic authorities or, or civil aviation authorities I'm aware of. There are obvious physical damage uh, that could happen to a pilot's eyes. And also distraction, flash blindness, and other temporary disabling of the pilot that could lead to a problem with controlling the aircraft. Now, again, fortunately, it hasn't led to an accident yet. But certainly the technology is such where an average person in the U.S. or the U.K. could buy a laser off the shelf or from online sources that will be powerful enough to cause injury or distraction to a pilot. Now, in the U.S., most of these have been accidental. Some have been deliberate. So far, none have been, for example, a terrorist attack with the intention of taking out an aircraft. But the potential is certainly there. Some buildings fire lasers into the skies. Are they culpable in this way? Accidentally, they are, because there are some places in the U.S. and elsewhere where there are lasers being used for uh, entertainment purposes. Even this past year in the United States, I saw there were a lot of uh, new Christmas decorations that has, as, as part of it, a very weak laser system. Now, it's not strong enough to cause retinal blindness, but it is strong enough to cause distraction, even to an aircraft flying miles away. So part of the problem is a regulatory problem. Uh, the authorities who are in charge of civil aviation regulations, both in Europe and the United States, are not the same ones who are in charge of consumer regulations for over-the-counter products or for industrial re uh, regulations when it comes to what kinds of lasers can be sold and to whom in the U.S. and Europe. It seems like the what kind of lasers is crucial to this. It's going to be a laser that is powerful enough not just to be able to affect the um, the sight of a pilot from miles away in the sky, but also even just to be able to aim that from the ground, it would seem it's, it's almost a military level uh, of laser that you're looking at here, isn't it? Well, it can have uh, a military type uh, strength. That is, uh, let me go back a little bit. In my own background as an engineer, I was working with lasers in laboratories back in the late 1970s. Uh, they were not that large. They were not that expensive. They were quite common in universities at the time. And since then, uh, laser pointers and other laser-related devices have been quite common for all sorts of consumer uses and for industrial uses. So, again, it doesn't have to be a military-designed laser to have a level of strength that could be very, very distracting or damaging, uh, even at a distance of several kilometers from the aircraft. In this case, the damage or at least the threat to the aircraft, was substantial enough for the crew to turn back and return to Heathrow from where they were flying. Were you surprised at that? I'm not surprised at all, because in some circumstances, and I've read of this happening in military contexts, for example, in a training exercise where a laser is accidentally shown in a pilot's, in a pilot's eyes, and some of them have been uh, forced to, uh, in fact, be taken off of flight status. There have been cases where a strong enough laser has injured a pilot. I have not heard of one recently confirmed in the civilian airspace, uh, civilian uh, realm. But certainly that is possible. You could have effects after you have the laser shine in your, shown in your eyes, where if you have uh, 
a lack of adaptation to, to the dark, if you're disoriented, if you have headaches, etc., it can make it substantially less safe for that pilot to continue flying. And out of an abundance of caution, sounds like from the release from Virgin uh, Airlines, out of abundance of caution, they turned around and landed to settle the situation and sort out what's going on. This seems to have been a deliberate attack on the plane. It seems. It could have been. It, it could, could have, have been. It might just be an accident then. It, it may be, but the intention uh, doesn't really matter. It's the effect that matters. Uh, there have certainly been cases in the U.S., where authorities have arrested and put people in prison, some of whom are doing it maliciously. For example, a low-level criminal shining it at a police helicopter. Mm. Other times it was uh, more innocent, so to speak. Someone may have been uh, intoxicated a bit and decided to have a little fun. Or in some cases, I haven't seen this uh, um, prosecuted, but let's say some people might be using a laser pointer in an innocent manner. They're having a stargazing party with... Uh, telescopes, and they're using a laser pointer to point out, oh, look, there's a satellite going over. But maybe it's not a satellite. Maybe it's an aircraft. And the effect is the same. The laser shine at the aircraft, and the pilots put at risk. So we don't know. What can be done uh, to stop this kind of thing happening again? Well, this is something that is being looked at at a regulatory level in the U.S. and elsewhere, but I have not seen any uh, movement toward uh, making any changes in the use of lasers in society. There are a variety of things that could be done. Certainly, it's already illegal to point lasers at aircraft. That hasn't stopped it. There's also a preponderance of lasers for sale and around the world. And they're commonly used in areas where, in my opinion, a laser is a convenience. But if you had to take it away, it wouldn't really uh, make it harder for business. For example, does one really need a laser pointer to do a presentation in a, in a business environment. Are there other ways that you can have a light-type pointer that would have the same effect without having the potential of being misused and pointed at an aircraft? Dr. Curtis, thank you. Dr. Todd Curtis there, aviation safety expert and founder of airsafe.com. And just to reiterate, it's not clear whether this was um, an intentional or accidental use of a laser, but I'm sure more details on that will emerge. And when they do, we'll, of course, bring them to you here on Five Live. For more information about laser threats to aircraft, please visit lasers.airsafe.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.